0: The epistle came from the first letter of St. Peter, chapter 2. Beloved, Christ has suffered for us, leaving you an example that you may follow in his steps. Who did no sin, neither was deceit found in his mouth. Who, when he was reviled, did not revile. When he suffered, did not threaten. But he yielded himself to him who judged him unjustly who himself bore our sins in his body upon the tree, that we, having died to sin, might live to justice, and by his stripes you were healed. For you were as sheep going astray, but now you have returned to the shepherd and guardian of your souls. Christ came into the world to save sinners. The manner in which he chose to do this was by suffering, by dying for us. But his life didn't end in death, because his life is life. He rose from the dead. And so the Apostle tells us that since Christ suffered for us, he did so leaving us an example what do we need an example for that we may follow in his steps? Beloved, Christ has suffered for us leaving you an example that you may follow in his steps and yet when suffering comes our way we complain and grumble the reason of course is that we don't look to Christ and so see the purpose to which God has put suffering suffering is a consequence of sin Adam's sin primarily, but ours also. It is something that is inescapable. But Christ, in his goodness, has shown us how we can use something as suffering to our own spiritual advantage. And so the Apostle continues. Christ did no sin. Neither was deceit found in his mouth. Everything he said was truth. In fact, he declared himself to be the truth. And yet, sinless as he was, he embraced it willingly. When he was insulted, when he was reviled, when he was called an imposter, when he was accused of having a demon, when he was accused of being a Samaritan, when he was accused of being against Moses, when he was called an enemy of God, he said nothing in his defense. And he suffered. When he was threatened, he did not make any threats in return. He accepted everything so that he could leave us an example. How difficult it is for us when we are offended. How difficult it is not to to retaliate. But that's because we don't look to Christ. The Apostle later on goes to say there's nothing special in being punished for doing wrong. In fact it is the consequence of justice. But there's great merit to be punished when one is innocent. And that's because Christ left us an example. He yielded himself to unjust judges. Annas and Caiaphas and Pilate and Herod. He made no defense. He responded to the high priest because the high priest invoked his authority. I abjure you by the living God. Are you the Christ? And our Lord responded to him, for which the high priest ripped, tore his garments and then said he has blasphemed. To Pilate he spoke because Pilate again was had invoked his authority as the governor but when Pilate exceeded that saying, do you refuse to speak to me? Don't you know that I have power to crucify you or to set you free? Then our Lord spoke you would have no power over me unless it were given to you from above. Of course, Pilate didn't have the power to crucify him or to free him. Pilate had power only to do what the law permitted. If he was innocent, Pilate was bound to free him, since it is unjust to allow, to punish an innocent man. And if he were guilty, he had duty to punish him, since it would be against justice to allow the guilty to go free. So those who have power, have power only to do that which is right. To exceed this power is, in fact, to crucify Christ again. And sadly, we are approaching this very thing in our own time. So then, Christ has left us an example. He bore our sins in his body upon the tree. That we, having died to sin, might live to justice. By his stripes, we have been healed. Christ came into the world to save sinners. And by his most cruel death, He has won for us salvation and healed us from our sins. Yes, we were like sheep going astray, but now our shepherd and the guardian of our souls has called him to himself. Let us keep our eyes fixed firmly on him and let us embrace whatever sufferings will come to us this day and indeed every day, knowing that with St. Paul we can say, I rejoice in my sufferings because I'm able to make up something of the sufferings Christ has to undergo for the sake of his body, the Church. In this time, our Holy Mother, the Church, suffers grievously and needs the sufferings of her faithful children. Let us look to Christ, the guardian and the shepherd of our souls. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.